Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Simply unbelievable. What a night for Godwin. Some great catches. Suck up trying to win it. Got it. They finally have a kicker in Tampa Bay. <laughs> what a game. I guarantee you, Tom Brady goes over and gives Dak a humongous hug. That was some performance. Oh, yeah. So I came across this stat today, uh, which blew my mind because they've been playing NFL football for quite a long time. Michael Holland, uh, the Bucks were a minus three in turnover margin. Uh, they accumulated more than 100 yards in penalties and allowed 450 plus yards of total offense to the Cowboys making them the first team in NFL history to ever win a game while doing a combination of those three things. At least a minus three in turnover margin, more than 100 yards in penalties, and allowing 450 or more yards of total offense. But when Tom Brady's got the ball, when you have Tom Brady, he's got the ball, and you got a chance, that's what's going to happen. So in the spirit of that stat I just gave you, uh, give me your biggest takeaway from last night's opener, which, by the way, rousing success for NBC, Rousing success for uh, yes. the NFL, uh, up 16% yep. from last year, and it was the highest rated opener in five years. So it's a hell of a way to start the 2021 season. What's your biggest takeaway? First of all, uh, NFL. So the first time, I, I never thought I would see a, a first-time stat in 100 years, 101 years this year of, of NFL football. So that's pretty incredible. And my takeaway is something similar to what you said uh, you were very specific. You said if you got Tom Brady, you got a little time left, you got a chance to win a game. I'm going to say get yourself a quarterback. That's my takeaway in this NFL. Get a quarterback and you can win games. Now, there will always be exceptions, Mike. Some people are just listening for that exception. Well, hey, what about so-and-so? What about JoJo? What about Peanut? They weren't a great quarterback, and that team won the Super Bowl. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you, if I just scoop up 
not 101 years of, uh, of NFL history, but if I scoop up the last 30 years uh, in the NFL and I just kind of throw it out there on a the board, I think you're going to find some pretty excellent quarterbacks, but even more so in the last few years. Tom Brady, yeah, Tom Brady with the chance, but if, if Dak Prescott, Mike, had, oh, about 18 to 25 more seconds, I think we, we might be talking about a different result. What an incredible game. I think Dak Prescott was a story um, with all due respect to Tom Brady, but that's just Tom Brady doing what Tom Brady does. Um, you know, should have had a better stat line than he had 379, four touchdowns, two picks, neither of which was his fault. Uh, one on a drop by Leonard Fournette, the other on a Hail Mary, of course, but Brady was being Brady. And even at 44, I spent all day yesterday, we've spent all offseason extolling the virtues of Tom Brady. But I told you yesterday, Michael, that the least of my concerns going into that game last night on the part of the Dallas Cowboys was Dak Prescott. I knew Dak would be Dak this season. I knew Dak would probably be Dak last night. I know Rodney Harrison disagreed with me because he hadn't seen him play in the preseason. He was coming off 11 months absence uh, thanks to that devastating injury. But I was confident that Dak would be fine. Emphasis on fine. Okay, he was going against a pretty damn good defense, albeit a defense that was depleted on the back end. Going into some pretty damn good Still. defense, first game in a season, and he was in midseason form, as in midseason 2020 form, pre-injury, when he yeah. was throwing for 400 yards a game. And I don't know if it was because, I don't know if it was because mm. they referenced this game last night, um, and and they said uh, they they flashed back to 2002. You and I were at this game, 2002 opening game uh, at Gillette Stadium, first game ever at Gillette yep. Stadium. Patriots coming off the Super Bowl win against the Rams versus then your boy Bill Cowers Steelers. So Patriots Steelers 2002 in the previous year Tom Brady had won the Super Bowl at the time. He was the poster child for you don't need a great quarterback to win the Super Bowl, right? He was the latest in a long line of such quarterbacks, right? They had Trent Dilfer the year before I believe if my memory serves and then Tom Brady. Uh, won the Super Bowl. That's you don't right. need a great quarterback. You just need a good team around him, right? We didn't know what Brady was going to become. Mm-hmm. So Brady goes out that. Yep. and that first game, they look like a college team. Spread offense. Yep. Spread them out. Brady slinging Spread that thing out. around against the Steelers. And the game plan was, look, why are we running against Casey Hampton and the Pittsburgh Steelers front when we could attack their secondary and let Brady sling this thing around and make decisions? So I kept harkening back to that game last night. When the Cowboys great game plan by Kellen Moore and it almost worked. We're like, wait a minute. Why would we we got Zeke and we got an offensive line, albeit minus Zach Martin. We got an offensive line, but why would we run up against a brick wall? That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense. We got Dak Prescott. We got these great wide receivers. Let's put 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 the ball in the hands of Dak and let him do his thing. And Dak was so poised in both his decision making and in the face of Todd Bowles' blitz. Again, I was I, he was the least of my concerns going into this game, but Dak Prescott needs to be everybody else's concern in the NFL because the rest of the season, God willing, he's healthy again throughout the rest of the year. He gonna be a problem. He even said after the game yeah. last night, I'm better than I was when I left. So what we saw last night was right. the greatest quarterback of all time do goat things. And we also saw Dak Prescott. I don't know where you had him, Michael. I don't know where most people had him. I don't know how people viewed him going into last night. 
but I think we saw a preview of things to come where Dak Prescott is about to force his way into the conversation. A lot of people going into this season like, oh, Josh Allen, you know, he might be the next superstar. He might be a top five guy. Uh, Justin Herbert on the cover of magazines. He might be a top 10 type guy. Dak Prescott last night, and even there were some people that felt like he wasn't worth the money. Or, they, you know, the Cowboys had no choice but to pay him. They were reluctantly paying him all the money that they're paying him. Okay? That dude last night announced his presence with authority at the meeting for, I ain't used this word in a long time, elite, upper echelon, top three, five quarterbacks in the NFL. If, if you don't already have Dak Prescott in that conversation now, I know he hasn't won anything. I know he hasn't won a championship. I know he hasn't won playoff games. I got it, okay? But if you don't have him in that conversation, you better rethink that conversation and by the end of the year, That's right. you for damn sure will. And all I could go to bed thinking about last night was, damn it, I knew I wanted him on my fantasy team, but somebody picked the pick before <laughs> me. I was like, dang, damn it. Uh, so I'm telling you, so the so, story for me last night was Dak Prescott. Far and away. If, I, if we were in the press box and we were divvying up who's going to write about what, I'd be begging to write about Dak Prescott. All Amazing right, first comeback. First of all, before we get to that, before we get to that, all right, so they took Dak Prescott before you. Who'd you wind up taking? Do you remember? Brady. Yeah. Oh, you did Brady. Brady. Okay. All right. All right. So you mm -hmm. uh, all right. So right there, you had you had last night. You had uh, Prescott on one side. Brady. Yeah, I made out all right. Look. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, Don't get it twisted. Fine. I know what I'm doing. But I mean, I wanted I hey, wanted man. Dak because I knew I knew Dak would ball this year. Didn't know he would hit the ground running that fast. No lies told about Dak Prescott, but it's interesting that you say that. Uh, hey, and I remember that game very well. That game at Gillette Stadium, first game, 2002. Um, and by the way, Gillette Stadium already outdated. <laughs> it ain't even 20 years old, yeah. and, and you see, you see some of these stadiums now. Uh, but like, you look at, at L.A. Look at the stadium in L.A. And you look at Gillette Stadium. It's like uh, HD, HD TV versus you know the old stuff. That you grew up with. Anyway, um, it's funny that you say that about Prescott. Put the ball in his hands. Hey, why run the ball? Why run into a brick wall? Now, it's not called a second guess if you say it in the moment. I swear to you, Mike, I can tell you where I was when I said this last night. Love to get your opinion on it. I want to talk to Sister Ashley Nicole Moss, big Cowboys fan, when she comes on about this too. All right. I was at the studio, Boston. Sports tonight uh, doing work last night watching the game and it's fourth down and it's a 47 yard field goal attempt coming up. It's about 90 seconds give or take left in the game. The Buccaneers have one timeout. Tom Brady has sliced them up all day giving them roughly two two and a half points per minute in that game. I mean, like they, their time of possession was not that big. He was just when they, he was going out there. He was efficient. They get the ball. They score. Um, so I said, why are they going for a field goal? If you're Mike McCarthy. Not about I'm not being I'm not talking about the embattled Mike McCarthy. All this stuff. I'm not saying that you got a feel for the game. You got to have a feel for the game. You're the head coach. You got Dak Prescott. They haven't stopped him. You haven't stopped their guy. It's fourth down. Let's go because if you kick this field goal, two things can happen. One, you make it. You go up by a point. So what? You go up by a point. I knew what was going to happen when it went up by a point with 90 seconds left and Tom Brady with the ball. All he needed was a field goal. I knew he was going to get it. There was no drama at all. You're yeah. either going to 
miss a field goal or make it. Now you go for it. All right. You don't get it. But if you go for it and you pick up that first down and you score a touchdown, you're probably going to win the game. I just think overall and, and this is this is not just a football point. It's not a Mike McCarthy. Uh, I'm about to bash him. No, this is bigger than this man. This is a grown. This is this is a grown folks. This is a grown folks conversation for me. I, I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about for me. Okay. My wife said to me. My wife said to me earlier today. Different context. Um, not as exciting as you think, though. <laughs> uh, different context. She said, "What's gotten into you?" I said, "You know, I'm just tired of the ordinary." I'm just tired of just piecing things together and oh, you know, it'll work out mm-hmm. if we just kind of scratch this here and scratch that there and, and do it with some duct tape mm-hmm. here. We can we can make it on a wing and a prayer. I mean, that's great. That was part of my story growing up. That was part of your story, but I'm tired of that. You want something different. Tired of you want to be original. You want to okay. be bold. Go for it. All right. They missed the opportunity. So you feel Interesting me? take. I you don't know. Not at all. Okay. I, I, all right. I appreciate okay. you. Okay. I appreciate you thinking. Outside, I, I sincerely appreciate you thinking outside the box. All right. And I definitely appreciate okay. your passion and your conviction. Um, people are punting as much. Uh, I read an article the other day that the number of punts last year was down significantly. I'm not sure if it was a record low or not. Yep. Don't don't quote me on that, but people aren't punting as much. Uh-huh. The analytics community uh, much to its delight, people are going for it on fourth down more. Uh, people yep, are going yep, for yep. two more. People are more aggressive yep. in general. Um, and there are watchdogs to be certain that old school coaches aren't kicking field goals, you know, inside the five or, you know, or, or, or punting on fourth down from midfield. You know what I mean? Like we, we've evolved. Right. We've evolved. Right, right. So I, I, I like your thinking. I do. But in that set of circumstances, and I, and I believe you said it in the moment because you knew how the movie was going to end. So I believe that you actually yeah. did say that in that moment. Because again, it was, was Brady, it, Mike, was it fourth you and got six? Brady. It was fourth, was and, it fourth six. and six. It was four, I just was looking. I, that's right, how many, that's what I was looking up. I was looking up to make sure I knew the down and distance. It was because how many timeouts did, did you Dallas were right? The Bucks had one. I know. Did the Bucks Dallas had one. Did Dallas have it? Did Dallas have any timeouts though? Two. Oh uh, no! Well, after the ten-yard completion on third and sixteen to Cooper, they took their second timeout. Bruh. So Dallas had one timeout left. Okay. The oh, Bucks had only one. one. Remember, okay. they had All to right. use right. it. Okay. But the Bucks right. had one because they had to, and they used it on the runoff uh, for the false yeah. start. So they had one Which left. Which I also okay? disagree with, but that. But it was fourth that and six. Out. That worked out. It it was fourth and six because the penalty. On on Williams uh, made it a third and sixteen, but here's the thing. All right, here's the thing. What you're describing mm-hmm. on fourth and six, a forty-eight yard field goal attempt. When you have a Greg Zerline who look, if he'd have missed it, I don't know how many people are saying what you're saying today. I don't know how many people are saying I, that they should not I, have given the ball back to Brady down one. With the timeout, I, know, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read. Maybe, I know. I didn't read everything that was written today. Maybe it's a common right. take, but I'm, I'm. I'm only focused on what you're saying. If Zerline would have missed it, oh, everybody would be. Everybody would be Friday morning quarterbacking this thing, saying 
You should not have trusted a kicker who had been struggling all night. So thankfully he at least made the field goal. That's number one. Yeah, yeah. But what you're describing, yeah. Michael, the, the, the what you're describing is not going for two on the last play of the game to win the game versus playing for overtime. What you're describing is right. not going for it on fourth and one. What you're describing is not even Belichick in Indianapolis going for it on fourth down in his own territory. It's better. Yeah, like, it's be- this is a better scenario what, than that one. It might be. I mean, but but what you're describing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, is it was at his own to, 27 yard line. Belichick it, was it's at his a, own 27. It, but what what you're describing is akin to walking Barry Bonds, walking walking Barry Bonds with the bases loaded to tie the game. <laughs> like you rather you rather the game be tied than let Barry Bonds drive in the winning run back it like it like what you're talking about is beyond unconventional. I hear what you're saying and it turned out the way wow. most people who've watched Tom Brady for 20 years thought it would turn out. But in that situation, you have to kick that field goal because you're you trailing nothing. It'd be one. It, it, you're, it'd be, if they were up one and kick the field goal, it, let me let, let me lay it out for you. If they were up ahead, one go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. or go two and kick the field goal, no, that's not even right. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the right the, the right scenario. Bear with me for a second. All right. What are you talking about? Are you talking about analytics? If, are you talking about like, analytically? The, no, the, no, no. The I'm just talking about the it? I'm talking about I'm talking about the right scenario to go. I'm, I'm I'm trying to do this in real time. I'm talking about the right scenario. Okay. That would have made sense for Mike McCarthy to go for it as opposed to kicking a field goal. You know, like okay. if a field goal would have made no difference, they're trailing in that situation. In they don't have the luxury of saying. You know what? Right. We're going to go for it versus kicking the field goal to put us ahead because Michael, you don't listen. They've taken the ball away uh, four times. Brady may be, you know, infallible. Right. Brady may be perfect 99% of the time, but you don't know. Your defense has been playing well. You don't know whether or not your defense will make a play. You trust your defense in that situation. They may okay. make a stop, they may get a turnover. You know, Fournette may fumble. He may drop another pass, and it may be tipped and intercepted. Yeah. Hell, we just showed sure. Trayvon Diggs okay. nearly had an interception or nearly got his hands that on the ball great. when Mike Evans was behind him. So, point being, if you're Mike McCarthy, I, I wish I could kind of come up with the exact scenario. I couldn't do it quick enough, and it'd be worse TV if I if That's I tried right. to figure out the exact scenario. That's okay. I hear what it's you're saying, and certain situations call for that. In this in this instance, in this instance, you're trailing by one. It's fourth and six. You kick the field goal and believe that your defense will find a way to stop Tom Brady or their kicker will miss the field goal, but you're trailing. You can't afford to say, you know what? We don't want Brady to get the ball back. If you had the lead, that's one thing. Basically, if they had the lead, if they had the lead and went for it, I got you because you're going to lose by a field goal. So you don't just kick the field goal. They didn't. They weren't leading. You got to kick that. You got to kick it. That's what I'm getting. You got to kick it. Got to. Okay, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I want you to a- answer two things honestly. Just honestly. Well, one thing honestly. When they kicked the field goal, because I'll, I'll admit, I, I, look, I'll tell you everything. I, I, I didn't. I, shockingly, I didn't put any money on the game. I, you know, so I was just enjoying it. I was enjoying the broadcast. I was having a good time. Uh, if Tampa won, fine. If Dallas won, fine. I just, I thought it was such an entertaining game. You didn't have a dog I in this fight. Thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, even though I was working close to midnight. 
last night. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, um, when they made that field goal, which I thought they were going to miss, I said, he's going to miss it because he was a little shaky. He was a little shaky last night, Zerline was. When they made that field goal, what did you think was going to happen? Like, did, was there any relief? Oh, I knew it was going to happen. Great job. There was no great doubt. Job by NBC. There was no doubt. It showed the reaction. There was you no know, doubt. I saw, I saw Mike McCarthy give one of these, one of these, and Dak Prescott. There was no doubt. He said, "There was no doubt." Mike, like, Mike, that, that's why I appreciate your thinking. I appreciate what you're saying, and that's why I believe that you did say it in the moment. I believe you. Yes. And I'm sure you weren't alone. I'm sure you weren't alone. That man. Brady about this about to bite them in the ass because because Brady getting the ball back with right. a minute plus to go in a timeout. All he needs is a field goal. He can do that in his sleep. So I hear you, but if you're Mike McCarthy, you can't make that assumption and go for it on fourth and six when you're in field goal range while Greg Zerline was struggling. He's still Greg Zerline. Okay, you have a makeable field goal. You have to get the lead in that situation. You can't play to yeah. not you can't be that afraid of Brady Brady strikes fear in your heart, but not so much to where I'm gonna be stupid like you got it. You got to take the go. points there. See, you know what you got to do. You got to do Hey, you got to You got to uh, borrow from the best. You got to borrow from the best. Then, by the way, you still got to score. You got hold on Mike. You got you still got to score. Don't forget. Sure. Don't forget. You sure. still got to score. But so the, even if they convert on on fourth and six, maybe. you either you're Ooh, running maybe. out more time. You're running out more yeah, time, yeah, 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 but yeah, you yeah, still yeah. have right, to make right. a field goal. You, you got to make a field goal, or or so you have an maybe, opportunity to make a field uh, goal you're doing now, so well, or later. It's better for you. You're, Pick there's up the a first step down in between that you're assuming is going to happen. I don't Mike, know. this I don't is what know. you got to do. This is what you got to do. You got to borrow. If you're Mike McCarthy, borrow from the best. Now that I, I'm glad you referenced that fourth and two game in Indianapolis. I thought Bill Belichick was out of his mind. I thought he was out of his mind. For doing that Everybody and so is. did I think it was hilarious because two of his biggest critics that night it was 2009 right I think Rodney Harrison had just started doing Sunday night football <laughs> so Rodney Harrison familiar. fresh fresh out of the familiar. Patriots locker room fresh out of the Patriots locker room yeah. rips Bill Belichick up and down you gotta kick that field goal like what did Bill Belichick do and then uh, of another net another network <clears throat> fresh off the Patriots a year earlier, Teddy Bruschi rips Bill Belichick up and down. You got to kick the football. But got one of the punt. things yeah. that Belichick yeah. did, yeah, 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 you got to punt. Yeah, you got to punt. Kick it. Same thing. You got to kick it away, not kick the field goal. Um, one of the things that Belichick did, you, if you remember, they were filming a football life at that time, but it didn't play until two years later. So two years later, we found out what Belichick said to his team. This is brilliant. He uses the words of, of his former players, Rodney Harrison and, and uh, Teddy Bruce. And he says, hey, I hear all these people saying, I don't have confidence in you. I have, I do have confidence in you. That's why I did it. One thing I'm not, I'm not scared. You should I'm know this scared. about me right now. Yeah. I, got, I got confidence I against, I, I got confidence in all of you guys. So he framed it. It was really stupid what he did, but he mm -hmm. framed it to make it sound like, oh, I did something for right. you. Just as Mike McCarthy, right. you start off the show talking about Dak Prescott being the story and he is better than he was. You know, Mike McCarthy, you say, I'm not scared of Tom Brady. 
I just believe in Dak Prescott. That's why I did what he did because that's why I did what I did. They didn't stop him all Premier night. You want. That's why he almost Premier threw the ball 60 okay, times. Wait, wait. I think you maybe pick you up a first his defense. Down. You pick up maybe, a first maybe down. In his defense. You're in great shape. You're in great shape. You're, you're assuming too much. You kick the field goal. You kick the field goal 10 yeah. times out of 10. Like I hear you. I'm just I do, but you kick the field goal 10 times out of 10. Um, I am in with the couple but I, I'll just tell you this. I, this is not about Dallas. This is not about Dallas. I'm just telling you this now because this is family. And, and we just bear all on this show. This is where I am right now in my life. I am at, you're going to say, when did Michael Holly start taking chance? I'm not going to be reckless. I'll be strategic. But I'm just, I, I feel something in my spirit. Mike, I'm serious. I feel something in my spirit. I just, I, I don't want to be safe. I don't want to be safe. I might just start cussing on here. I don't know. Uh, but I just don't want to be safe anymore. Don't take the ordinary route. Do something different. Be bold. Be great. Be great. And if it doesn't what work out, people about criticize you. This is an amazing start to you? the 2021 season. What's moving you? Okay. What's you, what? What's moving your spirit about week one? Which game are you most looking forward to? Like like this is going to be a again hell of an opening act for week one. I'm looking at this schedule. Um, and I mean the one o'clock games, Michael. Um, I think probably pretty clear. You locked in the Steelers' bills. I'm locked in the Steelers' bills. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, setting aside cool. red zone channel or Sunday ticket options. If I got to right. lock in on one game. I'm locked in the Steelers' bills. That feels like a playoff preview. That's a great and one. I'm more interested in the Steelers than I am the Bills in that game. Because I think we know what we're getting from the Bills. I mean, I love to see, I want to see how much better Josh Allen is. But nonetheless, Pittsburgh, the way they finished both the regular season and how bad they looked against Cleveland in the playoffs. I'm looking to see if Pittsburgh is going to be a factor the way they were or the way they looked like they were going to be going into, uh, the, you know, for the start of last season and then it kind of fell off at the end. Obviously, Najee Harris, our new brother from another, making his debut. But then the four o'clock games yeah. where it really gets interesting because yeah. you got Cleveland at Kansas City. You got Aaron Rodgers, obviously, at New Orleans. Um, and then, how can we forget? You got the uh, University of Alabama quarterback room reunion when uh, Tua Valoa pays a visit to old friend Mac Jones in New England. So yeah. I just want to know, man, like, tell me what. What are you? Are we, we're breaking down. We gotta break down every game on the schedule. What are you scheduling your Sunday around? Which games are you most intrigued by? For me, it would be both AFC games because I feel like it's a preview of things to come. I feel like yeah. the quarterbacks at the end of these two games will say the same thing Dak said to Brady, which we'll see you later. I think uh, Josh Allen versus Ben. So Steelers at Bills, early game, afternoon game. I'm locked in on Browns at Chiefs to see if Cleveland can keep up with Kansas City. Um, and then new new look offensive line, and I'll, I'll probably take a peek at at Dolphins Patriots to see how the, the Bama boys are doing. Yeah. Well, I like the new storylines. I like the in, in one case new storylines, and the other one new versus old. It's intriguing to me. I'm surprised you didn't go here, little home team, Mike Smith. Uh, it's been a long time since the Saints? New Orleans Saints started a season <laughs> without Drew Brees at quarterback. So. I want to see what Jameis Winston yeah. does in his first start with the New Orleans Saints and uh, going against the Packers. How does Aaron Rodgers in the last dance, as, as you've called it, 
how does he how does he deal with this? I actually think the Packers, if I'm picking uh, a Super Bowl participant, I think the Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl in Aaron Rodgers' last season with Green Bay. That one stands oh, out. Oh, you're to picking. Me. So, yeah. Well, just I, I feel like that. I feel like I feel like the Packers are going. That's just the way. No, I mean, but, you, but no, here's but, the other yeah. thing. But finish your thought, and then before we go to break, finish your thought on the rest of the Sunday, on week one. But yesterday, you're supposed to make your Super Bowl pick the day of the kickoff game. You didn't. You just told me I was crazy for picking the Bucks to repeat. You got to make your hey, Super Mike Bowl McCarthy. picks now. Mike McCarthy, so don't so do you got to make your Super Bowl else. picks now. <laughs> don't do what everybody so, okay. else does. Don't worry Great. about the media. So don't finish worry your about thought the, on week one. The, the Texas and then, and then give me your Super Bowl right. picks. New Orleans... New Orleans Green Bay is an intriguing game. I'll tell you another one. Ooh, I can't believe I'm about to say this uh, because between them, uh, they might win nine games all year and that might be too high. And that's Jacksonville versus the Texans. I continue to be intrigued that the Texans have this weapon on their bench who's eligible to play who's on the 53 man roster who makes $10.5 million a year or counts $10.5 million against the cap and they don't play him. Deshaun Watson, they're going to start with Tyrod Taylor. But on the other side, I want to see the kid. We talked about him a lot. Uh, he's been great since high school. Trevor Lawrence, great high school player, number one prospect in high school, number one prospect in college, only lost a handful of games in his career. I want to see what he does uh, in the pros because it's not like he's on a team that's bereft of talent. You know, Jacksonville has some offensive uh, weaponry for, for Trevor Lawrence to work with. So I want to see that one. I want to see Trevor Lawrence. I want to see Jameis Winston, Aaron Rodgers. And of course, yeah, I mean, some of the obvious contenders. Sure. Bills, Steelers. Who are we going to see Super in the Bowl, Super Bowl? Mike? I'm waiting with in the Super Bowl. bated breath for you to make a pick. The Green Bay Packers will get to the Super Bowl and they will win it. They will win it over... Cleveland Browns. Browns make their first Super Packers Bowl when they Browns. lose. Packers over Browns. Got it. Vince and Lombardi. Does Rodgers ride Browns. off into the sunset? Does Rest he ride off into the sunset, or does he still say, "Get me up to out it. of here"? Or yeah, he do rides they, off. Or do, or do they stay the together, sun. like I think? He retires. He, he he rides off. He rides off into the sunset. West, Colorado. Those are them. So he still wants out. He, he's like, my, my job here is done. My yeah, work he's is done. He's I, 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 Get hey. me up out of here. Okay. Drop the mic. Down. Last, last dance. Well, ho hopefully, yeah. That's last it. dance. So he'll be, he'll be Washington Wizards. Go to the Jordan, Wizards. Who, by the way, is underrated. Is underrated. Yeah, okay. People, yeah. people are like, no, Wizards Jordan. Rated. Like he was, like he wasn't great. Properly rated. Okay. Properly, he's no. not great. Underrated. He's not, he put up numbers. Underrated. He put up Wizards numbers. Jordan. He was not great. Ask, ask Ron Mercer. Wizards Jordan. He was still giving people the business. He was still giving people the business. He was still giving yeah, you 40 I mean, when he I felt was. like it. Anyway, Ashley Nicole Moss is going to talk to us about her Cowboys moral victory last night. Uh, she is winning for real, though. Uh, if you haven't seen her show Laces Out, you are missing out. Uh, here's a look at Laces Out from Sports Illustrated's Ashley Nicole Moss, who joins us after this. There's always shoes that it's like, you know it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Right. So I went to the University of Oregon, and we had... I know what he's going to say. We had PEs of the Oregon LeBron 2s, mm. and there was like 40 pairs of the white-green, 40 pairs of the green-white, 
and I'm a 13 and a half in that shoe, which is like impossible. And there was a set of both in one auction on eBay. So it was like 3,300 bucks for both. I ate Reese's Puffs that whole month. <laughs> I lent PJ Tucker that shoe to wear in pregame against the Blazers in Portland. And he still has them. <gasps> Because PJ, this, give the man his shoes. Don't you have? Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I thought Dak played well first. I mean, um, you know, I, I really liked the way our team played, you know, you know, the preparation leading up into it. Knew we were coming in a tough environment, um, you know, and I think, you know, Dak included. So, um, you know, we had some tough looks, you know, particularly some of the things they did uh, defensively, you know, what you expect. Um, you know, it's, you get in these early games, the unscouted looks are high. Um, I thought the guys did a good job adjusting it, adjusting to it, handling the adjustments, uh, did a really good job getting the ball distributed on the perimeter, you know, put up some good numbers. We, you know, we just, you know, just came up short a little bit with the points, um, but, you know, there's things definitely that are uh, we we can correct and work on, but uh, I was proud of the way our guys played tonight. I don't feel like I say things just to say them, so uh, I, that's just a credit to all the work that I put in. Uh, I think when you invest that much um, work and rehab and prehab and just everything that has gone into the last 11 months for me to get back onto the field, um, you're not surprised about um, the way that I went out there and, and, as I said, false. Ran the ball a couple of times and did things that um, I normally do 11 months ago, so um, no, I feel like I'm a better player than I was when I left the field, and I told y'all that was the expe expectations I had for myself, and I'll continue to try to get better uh, game in and game out. Ashley Nicole Moss, like she ride or die, you know, like she was always scheduled to come on the show today, win or lose, and she <laughs> brings it, she shows up, Regardless of what happens, she's going to put on for her teams, specifically her Cowboys. So yesterday she decided to post a little thirst trap. And then wow. her new employer, Sports Illustrated, wow. decided to have a little fun with her with a little what how it started, up? how it ended thing.
telling her to hold that out. Yeah, it wow. is messed up. It has Ashley captioned it herself. It'd be your own damn people. Uh, and so Ashley, <laughs> we started off the show. And I didn't do. Talking about <laughs> <laughs> they hating you. That, that's your welcome It'd to Sports Illustrated. Congratulations. Sick. Thank you. I think it's your first time on since that became official. You, you officially became full time with SI. So congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah, thank you. Smart hire by them. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we started the show talking about you know how for me at least, and and, and Michael concurred to a large extent that Dak Prescott was the bigger story. Brady was Brady, and and, and the Bucks held on, but the bigger story last night was Dak looking like he's ready to go to another level after having not played in almost a year. But before we get to that. Just want to get your feelings, now that you've been able to sleep on it and process it, on how the game ended. And if I could recap, yeah. you know, Michael's take, whether or not Mike McCarthy would have been better served going for a, four, a first down and keeping the ball on fourth and six as opposed to kicking a field goal and going up one with that guy on the other sideline and a minute plus and a timeout left. So just your overall thoughts on last night's game, specifically from the perspective of your Cowboys. Well, I mean, to answer your first question or touch upon that point first, you know, you never want to leave Tom Brady with over a minute to play, right? He's an assassin. He's a ninja on that field. So you never want to go ahead and leave the ball with that much time on the clock. And a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, those elite quarterbacks that have shown time and time again that they don't need much time to make something happen. So that definitely was a mishap on Mike McCartney. But then also on the other side of that, you have to trust your defense, right? They know what they have to do. They know what their job is, so you would expect them to go ahead and make a stop, especially that crucial and that late in the game with the win or the loss on the line. So I can understand putting your faith in a defense that looked really good during that game. Now, as a fan, your defense or our defense rather is something that you never really have much hope for. It's always disappointing you and it's always showcasing, especially how they looked in the preseason. This was like a completely different defense. I'm not quite sure what Dan Quinn was doing to them, but he might just be the Jedi master when it comes to that it's too soon to tell but ultimately going to what happened in those last 24 seconds of the game that was a clear offensive pass um that was offensive pass interference it was a clear push off and what makes it even worse for Stop. me is Teach that it's it. not like the, take your it's time not like the, take your time here we go. preacher here we take go. Your time. I'm gonna go ahead and break this down for you you don't make that call say in the super bowl Okay, you don't make that call maybe in a playoff game. You know, you kind of let them, oh, we're just going to let them play. That's a philosophy, oh. you ha- a philosophy you have later in the season. The first game of a new season, you set a precedence, right? And we're always talking about we want refs to make oh. the right calls. You can't pick and choose because the game was exciting and it would have, you know, this year from the enjoyment of the game to not make the right call. The ref is standing right there on the line. It's a clear push off by Godwin. Absolutely. It's not like the ref. Was no, on the other not. side of the field. No, it's, it's not. It's a clear push off. Like, like it's MJ on Brian Russell. Go ahead. This is not MJ it's on Brian Russell. And that was, is, like, and that that, was, that was incidental too. contact. They should have called him. He didn't extend, number one. It's number clear two, it looks so off. much worse in slow motion. It pushed back. It's a clear push off. Lewis was he all over cre- the back shoulder. If he did not create enough of that space, he was not making that catch. That was a clear push off. And look, 
if that happened on the, the other side, if that happened on the other side of the field, I wouldn't have expected that ref to make that call because it's too far. Obviously, you know, if you have a ref on the other side of the field on that line, you expect him to make the call. That happened right in front of that referee's face. It wasn't down the right field. Here. It wasn't Next on angle, the other right here. Look at this. Clear push off. Clear push off to create separation. <laughs> Come on, Michael. I thought you Ashley, made that call. I thought you were about to say. I thought you were about to say if that happened in reverse and it was CD Lamb or Amari Cooper getting away with it, you would be saying the same thing to which I would have looked at you the way Cecil knew looked at Cam when he says I'd have been the backup. I'd have been like Ashley. Ashley, here's, you here's know good thing, well here's, if that was on. the Cowboys, you would you would be saying that's just football. That's no, no, clean. No, no, no. Let them play. If it were the, listen, if it were the Cowboys, it'd still be a push off. But that's not my problem. The ref didn't call it, but it's still a push off. Here's the thing. Ah, and if it were okay, the Cowboys, okay. I guarantee you that would have been called. Just gonna go put that. That was a clear home ah. call to go ahead and make sure that Tom oh. Brady's first game post Super Bowl was not ruined because that is a push off in any oh, other right. game. Let's Conspiracy. call it spade a spade. That's right. They're out to get us. They out us to get against us. the world. Right. I like that. Us against the world. Always, I like that right, Cowboys Ashley. thing. Sure. Actually, <laughs> actually, let's continue. America's though. team with a persecution complex. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. That was offensive. That 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 was offensive pass interference. No question about it. But there's another one. There's another egregious call in that game. How about the holding call on Smith? Oh, it was a phantom call. That was terrible. Yeah. Cost him ten yards. The They're driving. No, no, Smith, that was a bad one. No, because this is what JPP did like this. This because you just because you do like this. This is because you yeah. do like this when you're trying to get around him? the corner. That, oh, no, stop. it wasn't. He, he, he it, was, it was a little out. weak. It was a little weak. It that was, was terrible. Listen, you have that was even, hand, listen, hold on. Even that call, yeah. I will say, I can go ahead and justify that call more than I can not calling that push off because that one, it was still, you know, contact outside of necessary football contact. I can go ahead and say, you know, it, it's it is football at the end of the day, but you know, it, it is what it is. That was a clear push off that was missed in a crucial part of the game. Now, look, I'm not saying that the Cowboys get that call, the Bucks are backed up what five, ten yards, that they still don't win the game. I'm not saying that. Let's make that very clear. You have your kicker who leaves four points on the field. You go ahead and you run the risk that when it comes down to it, that's going to be a very close margin in win versus loss, and that's primarily the reason. But you still make the right call and give that defense an opportunity to make something happen. Now, whether or not it happened is a completely different conversation. But the fact is the matter, the call is the call, and the call was missed. All right, and, and you know what? Hey, listen, I love this. I love this. We can just complain about Tampa all day. It was a great game. But I want to just I'm gonna be a Cowboys fan for a second. And here's the other thing. Here's another thing, Mike. Uh, can I make everybody in Tampa mad? You sure. are there celebrating. You're celebrating your first Super Bowl in almost 20 years. You got Tom Brady. Everybody's picking the Buccaneers to repeat as champ. You brought them all back. Uh, you're raising a banner opening night, and you let the Cowboys fans take over your stadium. I thought that game was in Dallas. Did you hear the response <laughs> from the every time Dallas did something? I was like, is, is this like a Cowboys practice? Lame. Mm -hmm. they, Tampa has the lamest fans. You're lame in football. You shouldn't have a baseball team. Get your baseball team out of there. You don't show up. Your front runners in baseball. Come on. There's a time to show up. Show up. 
on a Thursday hockey's night. Done, hockey does pretty well. Too. They got a couple Stanley Cups. They're great. The great Lightning. team. They don't deserve it. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Yeah, listen, the Cowboys, Cowboy fans, that's why they, they're called America's team. You can't go anywhere in the U.S. of A. and not run into a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'll tell you that much. So I'm not surprised in the slightest. You heard all the coops every time Coop would make a catch. You heard the let's go Cowboys cheers. And that's not the first and last away game that you're going to hear that same energy. Cowboys fans run deep. And we hear like the Knicks, we hear. <laughs> we are we are all fans of Dak Prescott. So let's get to your boy Dak, who I know you know very well. And yeah. I, I doubt I went into yesterday saying he was the least of my concerns. If anybody is not surprised by his performance last night, I imagine it's you knowing what this young man is made of. But he said last night that I'm, I might be better. I don't think he even said might. He said I'm better than I was than I was when I left a year ago. Uh, what did you take away from his performance last night? And I, again, I'll ask you another, you know, double barrel question. What did you take away from his performance? And dare I say it, I know you're a bottom line person, Ashley. But <laughs> and speak for Cowboys Nation. Is there a silver lining, maybe even a moral victory to how the defense in particular performed last night? And even though you didn't win the game, are you excited about the prospects of the Cowboys given how Dak played and how the defense complemented the offense? Well, going first to focus on Dak, I mean, I think all fans yep. and all football fans were a little apprehensive. I mean, anytime your quarterback does not even get a snap in preseason, especially coming off an injury and then dealing with a shoulder strain that's not very common in football, it's more of a baseball-type injury. You're a little apprehensive of how your QB is going to look. Also, injuries like that are mental, right? Having a compound fracture like he did on his right ankle, you would expect a little apprehensiveness from him on that field, especially when it comes to leaving the pocket and going for runs. But Dak Prescott is fearless, and he showed that to all of America last night. If you're not a Cowboys fan, if you are a Cowboys hater, if you are Cowboys indifferent, you have to give respect where respect is due, and Dak Prescott deserves his respect he went out there and put on a clinic 400 over 400 yards I mean you would never know that this man missed all of last season and did not play a down in preseason the Cowboys have a leader in Dak Prescott he is going to be the face of the franchise for a very long time and permitting health God willing he stays healthy this entire season you are going to see a different Cowboys team than you have ever seen before. He is the glue that keeps this squad together. I would like to see more schemes in the future that get Ezekiel Elliott more involved. I think the big part of the Dallas offense is running that ball. Obviously, with Zach Martin out, you kind of lose the ability to create those holes for Zeke to run through. So I think that's why we saw a lot more passing from Dak in game one than you probably would have preferred. But I think throughout the season, especially when you get Martin back, we'll go ahead and feed Zeke. But I'm just, I'm so thrilled. I'm so excited to see Dak just shine and he deserves all the good things that come his way. And in terms of moral victory, look, there are no moral victories in sports. But as a fan, you are happy to see that a team of Tampa Bay's caliber with a quarterback of Tom Brady's caliber struggled a lot with this team that a lot of people said were going to get blown out last night. This team went toe-to-toe with the reigning champs. They went toe-to-toe with the GOAT, and they gave them a run for their money. Yeah. It came down to the wire. It came down to a controversial call, and it wasn't a blowout. I think that this Cowboys team showed everybody last night that whatever you thought that they were, were not that. And the Dallas Cowboys mean business, and the rest of the league is on notice. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. 
I got, I got, I got, I got a couple of quick things for you. One, what's the Cowboys' record this year? I'm gonna go ahead and say the Dallas Cowboys win 12 games. Oh, so wow. my math, my math isn't that great. So that'd be like what 12? 12 and, than that. They're gonna go 12, 12 and four down the stretch. 12 and, 12 and four. four. Yeah, they're gonna I'm go saying, ahead. But, 12 but and four. Forward, come 12 out of the four. NFC East. Yep. Yeah. I'm going that. I'm going 12 all right, games. So that's so one. Relatively easy so schedule. I think, so. All right. So I think I think I know the answer to this. Mike asked me who I've got playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, who do you have playing in the Super Bowl? I think I know the team from the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> Listen, I always pick the Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. It's called manifestation. And I'm going to continue doing it. Now, if I end up being wrong, my plan B is the Green Bay Packers. I think that Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder. And you're going to see him playing in a different space. When I say space, he's playing mad because he didn't want to come back to Green Bay. They were for- He was forced back. So now he's got a, a point to prove. I'm going to go ahead and say, if it's not my Dallas Cowboys versus the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's going to be Green Bay versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I do not think that Tampa Bay and Tom Brady make it back to the Super Bowl this year. So, I mean, you know, I guess there's no need for me to ask this question after you predicted 12 and 5, because I was going to say, look, you know, promising outing for the Cowboys, which is what I was getting at. There's reason to be encouraged. They competed on the defensive end in particular, on the defensive uh, side of the ball in particular. So now that you got Sunday off, you know, you could relax. You could watch the rest of the league. I was going to ask, who are you scouting in the NFC East? Who's your primary threat in the NFC East? You got, you know, Washington um, uh, with a quarterback, or who they think is an upgraded quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, the Eagles taking on the Falcons. Uh, the Giants taking on uh, the, the Broncos. Washington playing host to the Chargers. That's what it is. So I'm wondering, like, how are you scouting the competition uh, this yeah. weekend, clearly you're not worried about them, I guess, since you got the Cowboys going 12 and five. But I'm just wondering who the primary threat is in the NFC East, as far as you're concerned. Yeah, so the NFC East is the NFL's favorite reality show, right? You never know what's going to happen, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. I want to say that the Eagles really are not on anybody's radar in that division. There's just too much of a cluster. Ooh. Yes, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts, but I just think there's too much of a cluster. They have too many gaps that were not filled during that offseason and look they sold their they made a deal with the devil to get that one super bowl they're going to be bad for a lot longer than they're going to be good i'll tell you that because they had to do some things to make sure they got that one super bowl so i actually think the biggest competition for the cowboys in the division is the washington football team i think that they are defensively very very strong and always tend to beat up on the cowboys whenever they play and look fitz magic I used to watch him play in the 305, and don't sleep on him. He has his moments. He is a leader, and I think with a team that's pretty solid, and I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera, I think that if anybody can go ahead and make that an offense that's winning, and more importantly, a defense that continues its trajectory, it's him. Shout out to the Chicago Bears, the 1985 Chicago Bears. Big fan of him. So I think that the biggest competition for the Cowboys, like I said, is the Washington football team. Not really worried about the Giants with Danny Dimes throwing out ducks every now and then. Yes, they got Saquon back. Yeah. He can't do all the work. Not really worried about those guys in New Jersey who like to say they're from New York, but they're really not. The biggest competitions in Ooh. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I love how you. Uh, Ooh, I love shots. how you get as much shots. slander into one answer as possible. That's 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 awesome. It's uh, a gift. So listen, before we let you go, <laughs> before before we let you go, um, I think this is something that we probably agree on. Um, you were a baby. You might not even been born when the first Matrix came out. 
But this was something fun that was going and obviously Matrix 4 is coming out. Matrix Resurrection is coming out. This is something fun that was going around Instagram last night. I want to get I want to get in before we let you go. Uh, simply put red or blue pill, Ashley. And when I say red or blue pill in this context, I mean red pill Jordan, blue pill LeBron. I thought this was clever. I, I like this. So red or blue pill, which one are you taking? That's more of a purple pill. I mean, that's kind of a weird blue, but still, um, I'm going red pill. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, all day, every day. You always want to go with the original. You always want to go with the first legend that everybody is constantly chasing. I mean, the blue purple pill is kind of cool, but why, you know, be great when you can be the original great? And that's Michael Jordan. So I'm going red pill all day, every day. See, that's why I like you, actually. You, you, <laughs> other than passing interference, you usually usually have the right answers. I got, actually, I'm gonna let you go on a on a down note. I'm gonna let you go on a down. I said we we're gonna let you go on this, but I'm gonna let you go on a down note. This just in for Adam Schefter. Lyle Collins has has been suspended for five games. So wow, four. The to break it to you. What for? Uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, he, he says well, per per a source, Lyle Collins suspended five games. So. Well, between that and they say Gallup is going to miss, I think, three to four games with a strain. It's it's the it's officially football season for the Dallas Cowboys, right on brand. Seems about right. So (laughs) I'm still going twelve and five. It's called. I said that. Listen, I said the Knicks were going to make the playoffs last season. I'm going twelve and five. I'm manifesting everything that I want in life. Twelve and five, the Dallas Cowboys. We're doing it. I love it. All right, Sports Illustrated's Ashley Nicole Moss. Dallas Cowboys, number one fan. Appreciate you. Thank you for uh, taking the red pill with us. In general, who takes the blue <laughs> pill? That's so boring. Thank you for taking the red pill with us. Thank you for uh, weighing in on the Cowboys, even though you're wrong about that pass interference. We'll continue to check out Laces Out and every, all the great stuff that you're doing. We appreciate you joining us. And um, Thanks, guys. Mike, when we come back, dude. Thank you, Ashley. We got to unpack uh, Freaky Friday on a feel-good Friday. We got to unpack this. because uh, Cam Newton had a lot to funky, get off Funky Friday. And he definitely delivered. Funky Friday. Funky Friday. I said freaky. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Shows you where my head is. Funky Friday. That's that. Yeah. Show you where my mind is. My mind always in the gutter. Funky Friday. Yeah. Funky Friday. Funky. And Cam and Cecil Newton. They kept it funky. I watched it twice. It was compelling. Uh, Here's it's a sample. So good. It's. Mac Jones has really three months of preparation. Leading up until week one, when, did he, when, when was the draft? And May? Was it April, May? April. Okay. Yeah, April. Go. Yeah. Right? Go. Yeah. That's April. April. April, May, June, July, August, September. That's six months. Well, technically five. Five months. Yeah. I had five weeks to get prepared for week one. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Hello. So, like, five weeks compared to five months, I was still learning during the season. On the run. If if you compare and contrast what five five months, we in the December. Yo, yo. To catch up to what in he was doing. In the thick of the season. In the thick of the season. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. 
we come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When it happened, we went through the meeting and... You know, Matt, uh, Patricia was there, uh, Bill was there, and we greeted each other and we just started talking. And at that time, they told me that they were going to, you know, give the reins to Matt. And I was like, okay, cool, da 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 And it didn't dawn on me that I was like, y'all, this is it. Y- y'all releasing me? You know what Did I mean? Did you ask or you just said no, that? I was just, I was confused yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah, Bill was, yeah. I mean, we all were shocked. Yeah, yeah. It was all uncomfortable so, for everybody, so, but I wanted to, hold on. I wanted to make sure that, listen, I've been in this league for 10, 11 years. Yeah. You know, I know how this works. Yeah. I don't want y'all to feel sorry for me because yeah. you didn't raise me like right, that. Right, you right, didn't raise right. me to just be like, right. no, no, man. Right. What you mean, right, man? Right, right, No, right. it was like, listen. But that's the perception of the angry of black man, of, of, of course. course. And I, I, I'm just going to speak truth to power. It was a dirty move. It was a, it was a sucker move. No, to the extent, and let me, let me ride. To the extent that all I heard was you were the day one. I'm going with Dollar Bill on that quest, okay? And I know you didn't do enough to be a detrimental asset to this organization on no front, all right? So how that transitioned, I think it was, you know, the powers that be. Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we be honest? And this can and this can kind of merge organically. Bring it to me. The reason why they released me is because indirectly, I was going to be a distraction. Without if, being the starter. Without being a starter. Yeah. And this was but not how gonna come, verbally or in the locker room. Just my aura. Okay. Just my aura, and and that's just and I told you this off camera. That's my gift and my curse. Yeah. When you bring a Cam Newton to your facility, when you bring a Cam Newton to your franchise, people are interested by mere fact they of are intrigued. who is he? Yeah. Why does he wear yeah. his hair? Yeah. Why does he talk? Why does he act? Why does he perform? Why yeah. does all these yeah. questions? Yeah. If they would have asked me, would I play behind? They said, Cam, we're going to give the team to Matt. Okay. You're going to be the second string. We okay. expect you to be everything and some yeah. to guide yeah. him throughout yeah. this tenure. Okay. I would say absolutely. Yeah. Cam. But listen. Cam. Listen. The truth of the matter is this. 
he would have been uncomfortable. With you looking over his shoulder? Uh, yeah. You you felt like that? Yeah, he would have. And they well, knew because because you have to understand. You are intimidating presence now. That is true. Yeah. And it comes by mere fact of me being me. Like, I don't, like, when you would see a practice clip of, you know, me dancing or them playing music. Man, if you put a, a hidden camera of me in my kitchen and you play some music, I'm still going to be bobbing my head yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to the music in the car. Yeah, That's just how yeah. I get myself going. Well, what, what kind of was intriguing to me and kind of agitating of sorts was Max shows up for work. You're not serious about taking your job serious. You're all into that rap music and yeah. all this cultural decline and this ain't the Patriot way and all of that. Can you address that? And then the number two largest elephant in the room, you just floored me by the fact that you would play behind Mac. Was Mac teaching you the playbook? No. Well, I about said, son. No. How can he please, teach me? Please. Like, let's please just, let's announce just, let's just, let's just, what let's just some keep of these buffoons please announce today on Funky Friday, what some of these NFL so-called pundits are saying. Here's what I have to say before you say that. I'm glad they're not my personal doctor because they are terribly misdiagnosed in my case. Oh, my goodness. Uh, number one, I enjoyed love it. it. I watched it twice. I, I love it. it. entertaining production. Uh, I didn't I like it. it. I loved it. I took copious notes. Uh, number two, um, and I hate to even give this oxygen because I, 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 I didn't like it when you, I think you went too far suggesting it. He does have a future in media. <laughs> we'll talk about whether that's now or later, but he definitely has a future in media. Uh, I don't, I don't oh, like man. giving that quote unquote take so of yours good. any ox- oxygen, but anyway. But enough for me. Um, I, I'll ask you the same question I asked you about uh, the opening last night. What was your biggest takeaway from Funky Friday starring Cam and Cecil Newton? Mike, I'm just out here flourishing, okay? From the start, from the jump, that was so good. It was so good. Hey, man, this ain't no retirement. This ain't no, it's, it's giving me retirement vibes. Look. I'll tell you my my biggest takeaway is not what you think it is. My biggest takeaway is just the relationship between father and son, just the rapport between really father good. and it son. Was nice the to see them. vibe, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Was really it. Like some, it was really I mean, it's great. It's great. No, no, no. You're like, let me Cousin. ride. Let me ride here. <laughs> let, let me. Ride. Ride. You see where he gets it from. Let, man, let yeah, me and, ride. Like Cecil was let, like, let me ride. This ain't your show, Cam. This is as much yeah, about me on, as it is about on, you. By the way, yeah. side note, quick side note, quick side note. Uh, remember I said I would love to know his rationale for not being vaccinated. He called it a personal decision. You can clearly see why he's not vaccinated because yeah. his dad's not. Like, he are, he's, his exactly. dad is the most influential person in his life, and his dad was like, when everybody goes left, I'm probably going right. That's just how I am. But this I ain't can time totally for that. see why Cam would yeah, follow okay. suit. But I, go right ahead. And even though I just... Even though I just advocated for that in the context of Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth and six, in the case COVID, when the latest CDC report, if you believe the CDC, maybe that's the problem. If you believe the CDC, you're 11 times as likely if you're unvaccinated to wind up in the hospital 
then a vaccinated person will. Okay, that's just that's just what it is. So it's it's when everybody's going that way. Sometimes you got to roll with them because they're making a good decision. But I did. I, I really enjoyed the relationship between uh, or just the rapport between Cecil and Cam. And yeah, also, nice. uh, there's, certain, uh, there's not even one takeaway. You took notes for a good reason. There are probably 20 of them. But I'd say just for football purposes, you've asked a question before. You said uh, on this show several times, you said, I hope Cam is not looking at this and, and missing an opportunity to be a backup quarterback. Oh, yes, he is. He is going to miss that opportunity for two reasons. One, nobody's calling right now. So it's been a week and a half. Nobody's called Two, he said it again. There aren't 32 guys better than he is and he thinks it's more. I don't, I don't think he believes there are 20 guys better than he is. So I just don't think he's in the mental space yet to accept that he should be a backup quarterback because he misstated and I, I get it. I get it. Dad and Mike about to drop again. Uh, I was about to knock the mic over. I got another mic over here. Uh, just so y'all know it's my other mic. Okay. One mic, all those spins, one mic, back to the mic. Um, but I understand a dad saying, Mac Jones didn't beat you out. I understand that. I understand a dad being upset that, that the Patriots, he said it was a sucker move and they did him dirty. Get it. I'd be the same way. Something happens to my kid. I don't care if my kid is 25, 35, 45. I'm riding for the kid. But for Cam to say that? For Cam to think that the Patriots, you know, somehow gave it to Mac and they gave him the reps, they gave Mac the reps and kind of started to push him aside and he could see it coming. He's just not prepared, Mike, to deal with the reality. The reality is he's not the same quarterback as he was before. He's more entertaining than ever, but physically he's not getting it done. He just can't get it done. So, I mean, I think those there are so many things to, to take away from this thing, but I think those are the two biggest ones. I want to play another clip um, uh, uh, regarding his future. He also uh, said something interesting. He said a lot of things interesting when it comes to what's next um, and what the opportunity has to look like uh, for him to sign with another team. Maybe there's no interest, but it goes both ways. So here's that bite I want to play. What's next for me? I'm going to keep it brief. You got to make it make sense to me. Because here we are a couple days removed from me being released. And this is the first time, Pop, that you and the rest of my family have seen me in September. Man, that's a fog. It's a fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, think about yeah, it. Like, college. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, NFL. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm busy during this time. Yeah, you right. know, I got the, I right. got the time to, you know, to pick my kids up from school, cook for them, bathe them, tell them bedtime stories without no rush to... Get on the Zoom call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But is it is it foreign to me? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Do I have a lot of football in me left? Yeah. Absolutely. So this is not your retirement party. Nah, hell no. You better tell them. No. Look in nah. that camera and tell nah. these folks. Listen, listen, I'm 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 gonna remove all doubt. I'm gonna remove all doubt. I said it once and I say it again. It's not 32 guys out there that's better than me, bro. And and let's be honest. 
And out of those 32, if given the opportunity that I can show what I can do, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, that may or may not be true, but here's one thing I've learned from uh, watching this league my whole life and covering it for 20 years. Um, not everybody gets to decide when they're done. Sometimes the game retires you for a variety of yeah. reasons. Not everybody gets a, a farewell tour. Not everybody gets to sit at a press conference and tearfully announce that they're done. Not everybody gets to walk away and ride off into the sunset. Sometimes you get put out to pasture. So Cam Newton may not be done, but he may be finished. Let me say that again. Mm. Cam Newton may not be yeah, done, I got it. but he yeah. may be finished. Teach. I, I do think he can still play this game. I'm sure he can still play this game. But whether or not he actually gets an opportunity to, that fits what he's looking for, whether he has a, gets a chance versus an opportunity, and there's a difference. Trust me, I know. I've been given lots of yep. chances versus opportunities. If he gets a chance versus yep. an opportunity, that may not be enough for him. He may be done. Play, or maybe finished, even if he's not done, as in cooked, as in washed, right? So that's number one. Um, number two for me is whether or not the Patriots believe that he doesn't have anything left. This is the only, this is the only reason I want to look back. Because, I, you know, when he broke down the two reps to 10 first team reps, and when he said, hey, Mac didn't beat me out, I said to myself, no, he didn't beat you out because it wasn't a competition, apparently. Apparently, it might have been competitive, but maybe it was never a competition to begin with. And maybe everything Bill Belichick said, I know we talked before about how, you know, everything, you know, believe less than half of what he says. They love to lie to the media. Maybe him saying somebody's got to play better than Cam for them to be the starter. Maybe that was just setting up Mac Jones to win the job. The same way it was always set up for Trevor Lawrence to win a job in Jacksonville, even though Urban Meyer classified it as a competition. Maybe this was never a fair fight to begin with. Maybe the moment Mac Jones, you know, strode down that, that catwalk, that walkway at the draft, maybe that was it right there. Maybe the writing was on the wall right there. And no matter what, Mac Jones was always going to be the starter. Now, I think two things can be true. I think they always wanted Mac Jones to be the starter sooner rather than later. But Mac Jones also sees the opportunity because if Mac Jones would have just pooped the bed in training camp, I don't think they force him in there at the expense of their opportunity right. to win games. I think he did enough for them to feel good about playing him from the outset. So did he beat him out? Yeah, I guess you could say no because it wasn't a real competition in hindsight. The last thing for me, and then uh, we're gonna take a break so we can get Vinny Goodwill in here for, uh, for Feel Goodwill Friday. He could talk about Funky Friday. Last thing for me is uh, this this notion that he would have been. A distraction. The release is still fishy to me. The release uh, on, on Funky Friday, something still smells fishy to me. And it, do, it doesn't add up because this is where I think maybe the Patriots see it the way you do, Michael, even though they won't say it, is that Cam is just not good enough anymore, which is hard to believe because it, he was the starter and now he's not on the team. If the Patriots are babying Matt Jones, then shame on them. Because you and I both know Belichick got enough clout in New England to where nobody's going to be questioning Bill Belichick outright if he decides to stick with Mac Jones through any kind of struggles. If he would have named Mac Jones a starter, wouldn't nobody gonna be clamoring for Cam, uh, Cam Newton, excuse me, okay? The idea that Mac Jones would have been distracted by the presence of Cam Newton troubles me. 
Mac Jones come from Alabama. Mac Jones is a big boy. Mac Jones has competed at Alabama. He playing against his old teammate on Monday or face or going across his old teammate on, on Sunday. Excuse me in Tua Tonga Baloa. They got three Alabama quarterbacks playing this weekend as starters in the NFL. Okay, he come from Nick Saban. If Mac Jones would have been uncomfortable by the presence of Cam Newton, I understand Cam having got holding himself in high regard and feeling like because yeah. of his aura, he's going to be a story. Okay, that's Cam. You, he could feel that, that way. But Remember the Patriots, that. yeah. To, but for the Patriots to say, oh, this is why I don't buy it from Cam. If the Patriots are, right. are, are saying, oh, we got to okay, get simple. rid of Cam to protect Mac Jones. Right. Cam Newton would have had more to worry about with Mac Jones behind him Listen. than Mac Jones would have had to worry about with Cam Newton behind right. him. And I, I would like to this believe that Mac Jones ain't so fragile that they had to get rid of a viable backup in order to make him comfortable. So that's the that's the part where we Listen. that's where we part company. Last word before we I, get the video. I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching it again. I'm gonna watch it again for the third time with popcorn. On the big screen, it's good. It's, it is pure entertainment. It is great stuff. I'm telling you, Peacock Original. Get Cecil and Cam. Cecil and Cam. That's the name of the show, right there. Uh, I, that's for free. It's for me. I don't even need a, need a cut of that. But that doesn't mean all entertainment. Like you watch a movie, if you're watching Thor, uh, you're watching uh, Endgame. It's not like everything that happens. You ain't gonna walk outside your house after the movie and see. Uh, Thanos walking down the street. It's a movie. It's entertainment. It ain't all true. So um, look, Cam can say whatever he wants. It was a competition. Bill Belichick rides for Cam. Bill Belichick loves Cam. And Bill Belichick loves competition. So there's no way he's going to have any rookie, whether it's Mac Jones or Richard Seymour or, or anybody else, uh, Logan Mankins, who we had over the years, Chandler Jones, all these great players. He don't want any rookie coming in thinking they got a job. So it was a real competition between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. Cam Newton lost the competition. Cam Newton, to make himself feel feel better, says, "Hey, mm -hmm. the reason I'm not fixed. here is because the, the I'm an in. intimidating presence." Nah, man, ain't no you. No, you might be intimidating to some. You ain't intimidating them. What well, is look at but it? Mike, there's say, losing the job. There's losing the job they and then there's know. the release. I'm talking strictly about the release because you know I struggle with that okay. on Tuesday. Like, why do you have to be Can't released? Losing the job. Because he doesn't have trade value. I, you you said from day one. You you said from day one, Mac Jones should be the starter for New England. Right. And if I'm adding right. up Cam saying he was getting 10 first team reps to my two, the, the writing was on the wall. I'm like, okay, I guess it was. Mac Jones's job to lose all along, despite the lip service Bill Belichick gave Cam Newton. I'm strictly talking about the release part. He didn't have to be cut because he was okay, a threat the release, to Mac Jones. Your I, I don't see that. But think about your options. Think about your options. Uh, Cam Newton. I, I'll make this quick, and then we can uh, we can move on. Cam Newton, I believe, uh, signed yeah. last year in June or July, like late June, early July. Yeah. I think it was late June with the Patriots. He was out there. Patriots, the only team to to, to sign him. Uh, Cam Newton. Uh, has not signed with anybody else, and he's been on the market for a week and a half. They couldn't trade him because I don't think there's a market for Cam. And Cam already told you how he feels about being a backup. It, Cecil told you that, Cam. Cam, you ain't trying to be the backup. If his daddy knows that, Bill Belichick knows it too. Uh, there's something about Cam that he ain't ready here to say, I'm a backup quarterback to Mac Jones. He even right. told you that too. What right. can Mac Jones teach me? That's why they released him because that was their only option. 
Once you lose a job, he either is going to win a job or be yeah. released. They don't. They don't do distractions in Foxborough. That's that's where. I, again, I hear. I, I get you on Cam's mentality. He said one thing and then contradicted yeah. himself. Got it. They don't do distractions in Foxborough. And if he, if, if he, if they would have said we want you as the backup to have an insurance policy, he would have been a distraction. Yeah. Let's play. The, but there was a brief distraction, if you will, when he obviously had to be away from the team for five days when he. Um, misunderstood or they misunderstood the COVID testing protocols. Here's Cam on that and on the other side, we'll give Vinny Goodwill's take on that. This had nothing to do with no vaccination. And let's just be honest and let's go back real quick, going back to being away from the team for those five days. Yeah. They gave me clearance to go. So I don't want nobody to think like, I, that I just went up like I'm owed a second opinion. That's a that's just a fact. That's in that's in. So you want to talk about why the trip was necessary? Or what that was. About? The trip was necessary because this was the last time I felt that I was going to have an opportunity to get in a second opinion. Not to say that the personnel, not 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 to say the personnel and with the Patriots wasn't coherent to telling me everything that I needed to know. But having four eyes on it is better than having two eyes on it, in my opinion. And I, it wasn't that I was having any issues or pain. I just wanted to do a checkup. You know, with the person who, in, in essence, diagnosed me with the lens, Frank, I felt obligated to kind of, you know, check back in with like a six-month review or to say, hey, listen, doc, man, right, this is how I'm feeling. Like, I'm getting a little pain. Yeah. You know, it's manageable. You know, but just check out, check it out. At that joint or your foot in general? No, 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 no. Nothing. It was just, I'm just yeah. giving you okay. hypotheticals. All right, all right. So I, cr- I crossed all the lines. I checked all the boxes. I, you know, dotted all my I's. And then to find out that I had to sit out. But I'm like, that's when I kind of felt bamboozled because I'm like, y'all told me to go. Yo. If you said, it wasn't like camp. Now, you know, if you go. You're taking it up on your own risk now. Correct. It was not that. It Would was you like, have oh, gone man. knowing the situation? Absolutely not. Yo, yo. But, you know, it was almost to say, like, you know what, I, I really need a second opinion. You know mm-hmm. what? That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. you know, we could FaceTime, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We had already arranged, arranged everything. Yo, yo. And we did it. Yo, yo. And I got the, the COVID test for yo. what it was. All right, Vinny Goodwill, we know you've been waiting patiently to uh, respond to Cam finally speaking on everything that's happened over the last few weeks. Uh, what was your takeaway from uh, the Cam and Cecil Newton show, also known as Funky Friday? It was interesting. You know, it was enlightening to get inside the psyche, the unfiltered psyche of Cam Newton. I mean, even from the standpoint of Cecil saying, you know, yo, they had you playing with less than, and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to go there. Are even you if, civic? Yeah. Even if we don't believe do it. <laughs> right? Man. Because Cecil, Cecil didn't get that from nowhere. Cam just didn't want that on wax. Right. You know what I mean? That's, I, right. I, 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 That's do, right. I do think that you guys make a point about Cam not being ready to accept being like the new age Charlie Batch. Right? Remember Charlie Batch was like a backup quarterback for, for the Steelers for like umpteen years and we don't see backup quarterbacks or you know black backup quarterbacks lasting that long cam doesn't want to be that i'm sure if you put cam in kansas city and said hey you're going to play behind patrick mahomes he's going to look at you and say 
well, I got to play behind Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? That's just his psyche. That's just, you know, his pride in the way that he sees himself, especially when he talks about the aura that he brings. I was trying to figure out if this was an episode of, uh, you know, E! True Hollywood Stories with uh, Rick James and uh, Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? That's what I was trying to figure out. And the man was talking about his, you know, his aura and the Patriots being... Charlie Murphy. I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, was someone about to get kicked aura. in the chest? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, was Mac Jones about to start bleeding I'm, inside? I'm sorry, chest? Charlie. Man. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't see that happening. Yeah, no. The yeah, only you know, way he's going to continue yeah. his career is, is if he comes around and realizes, you know, I got to go somewhere, be the backup, and wait for another chance, not an opportunity. Nobody's going to knock down his door and say, "Hey, Cam, come and be our quarterback." Like the best case scenario, best case scenario is if he's somebody's Andy Dalton, where he may be the starter, but he's keeping the seat warm. But the idea, I, I maintain, the idea that the Patriots cut him because Mac Jones couldn't handle Cam's presence is the, is the only part that's that doesn't sit well with me, Michael. Like I, Cam gonna see it the way Cam wants to see it because in Cam's mind, he's that's still right. that dude. So take everything with a grain of salt, right? How, why and the, the, whether the competition, quote unquote, was rigged or not, it was always in favor of Mac Jones. Whatever. We eventually we knew Mac Jones was going to start. I just can't. I, I can't. I can't sit with the fact. It worries me. It concerns me. If the Patriots actually thought that Cam, because of that aura of any goodwill, was going to make Mac Jones uncomfortable. I mean, Mac from big time Alabama yeah. won a national championship, bro. He didn't look uncomfortable in the preseason. Yeah, you know what, Vinny? You know, Vinny and Mike. I don't think it was the aura. I think it was just the Patriots' knowledge of what Cam was going to do with that. You know, some guys are great and they're awesome in the locker room and they're great teammates and they got captain characteristics if things happen on their terms. But if it doesn't happen on their terms, oh, it's going to be a problem. Oh, okay. Oh, we coming up mm. in here now. Oh, you telling me I got to okay, oh, I'm not playing as much as I want to play. So, so I think so I the think cam, they knew that. The cam that Bill Belichick so, Michael, the cam that Bill Belichick has been lauding about, the great teammate, the guy that's chasing down yeah. um, Mac Jones for the high five, that's yeah. only when he's a starter. So you're saying he couldn't have been that same type of guy as a backup? No, even his dad. I, I just love Cecil's aunt. Cecil was the, like the star of this thing. Cam. Cam. Now, you know you ain't going to oh, be no backup. <laughs> oh, okay. Cecil was the, pe- Cecil was the Petro in, that, in all of that. He was, and he Vinny, was the guy. And, Vinny, you know this uh, from covering the NBA as long as you have. You know, Liz Frank is no joke. So I thought that was interesting. I don't think anybody went into depth on why Cam was away. So Cam is saying, hey, I just wanted a second opinion just to check up on me because it's a little sore right now. Ooh, is there a little bit of news there? Did, had that come out before? That the reason Cam I, I wanted to go that. away is he's a little, con- yeah, a little concerned about I the entry. That. That's a big deal, right? Vinny, Liz Frank? That's a huge deal. I mean, that's the reason why, if I remember correctly, wasn't that the injury that Kevin Durant had in Oklahoma City in 2014 that caused him to miss, you know, like the biggest injury of his career short before uh, this Achilles. I mean, here's here's the thing that I look at it, guys. Y'all, Michael Smith, do you see the shirt that I'm wearing? I don't know if you can actually see the shirt that I'm wearing. Oh, I what was is... going to bring it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to bring it oh, up. Oh, there it is. With, with, uh, with oh, fine-ass Clark Betancourt on it. Oh, look, man. Mo Better Blue is my joint. Oh, you know I saw the shirt. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> Which you can find on Peacock. What happened to her, by the way? What happened to her? What happened to her? I don't, I don't know. 
She did Harlem Blues. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened She her. was, I mean, her she was Her first husband was Billy Bob Thornton. Really? Really? I didn't know that. Her really? first husband was Billy Bob Thornton. That's and to tie in, And to tie in the Cam Newton thing, this was not a bleak choosing Clark or Indigo situation. It wasn't like, man, I'm sitting here with one and thinking about the other. I'm sitting here with Mac Jones and I'm thinking about Cam. I don't think Bill Belichick was looking at it like, man, this is a dilemma. I think Bill Belichick did exactly what he wanted to do. Just like Shadow sat, sat back in the cut and Shadow won Mo Better Blues. That's a great point. And Leak lost. That but, is, yeah, yeah. That, there you go. That, that is but, Cam. But nobody Cam lost. <laughs> But nobody told Bill Bal- Bill Belichick what Shadow was up to. Nobody whispered in his ear and like kind of you know uh, made his imagination uh, go crazy. I don't think there was that, that kind of situation. Say, bro. So he's good, bro. I still I still struggle. I still struggle to watch that scene where Sam Jackson hits Bleak with that trumpet. That's still I'm like oh I can't I can't it's watch tough. it. I can't it's watch tough. it. That's, oh, tough. Can I, that's too it's, violent. It's, it's rough. That's tough. It's too violent. It's one of my favorite cool. films, nonetheless, though. So many quotables, uh, underrated spike classic. Absolutely, you play and, again. And a beautiful. You play again. And a beautiful, a beautiful movie too. Bleak. <laughs> I won't sell it. <laughs> I won't sell it. No, but Clark, you're, that was a great pull. You had the audacity to call me by her name. I like her dress. Whole movie go on and on. Um, so it, listen, before we go, man, we're running out of time. We would be remiss. Um, you want to talk about dilemmas, which as Don Squar has taught us, Michael Holly is a choice between two bad options. Um, right. Often misused word. Um, Philadelphia, we spent the whole week talking about Ben Simmons saying, hey, my job to help, you know, y'all up my trade value. You know, I'm not coming to camp. Sixers apparently were thinking about, hey, let's just let bygones be bygones, blah, blah, blah. Vinny, you are all about relationships. You are great with relationship advice. How do they sort this out? How do they figure this out in Philadelphia? I got great relationship advice for somebody who ain't in one. <laughs> I am not. I am not the married man. Those are usually the best people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not the married man of the of the twenty of the people on this uh, on this here panel. This sometimes there are irreconcilable. Well, you know what's the, what's the phrase that people use when they when they're getting divorced? You know, irreconcilable, irreconcilable, irreconcilable differences. This is one of those situations where both sides need to say, you know what, this ain't gonna work. Joel Embiid's tweets, Daryl Morey's silence, Doc Rivers' motivational speeches. None of this is going to actually help. Ben Simmons has decided he's done with them, and honestly, the Philadelphia 76ers have decided that they're done with him. They decided that after Game Seven and that against Atlanta, when everybody made the comments that they made, you could say it was in bad taste, you can say it was out of emotion, but once you make those comments, this is exactly what's going to happen. And if the best player you can get is like C.J. McCollum, basically the best individual player you can get is C.J. McCollum, that you might as well make the trade sooner rather than later as opposed to dragging this out. Because if y'all know the Philly media like I do, they're going to ask them over Zoom, over in person, whatever it is, why is Ben Simmons still here? Not in here as in like, you know, in person, but why is he still on this roster? And you think that Doc Rivers right. and Joel Embiid and all those other people are built to answer those single questions every damn day? I think not. All right, man, before we let you go, we referencing old classic movies. We got Matrix 4 coming out. 
You know the question, Vinny. You know the question. This is going on Instagram last night. I loved it. This is very clever use of this promo. Red or blue pill? And I don't mean do you want to stay in the matrix and see how deep the rabbit hole goes, or do you want to wake up and not remember anything? Red or blue pill? Once and for all, the choice is yours. Jordan or LeBron? <laughs> we haven't talked about that in a week. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I hadn't thought about it in a week. Yeah, as a Detroiter on today of the Basketball Hall of Fame, we got to talk about this stuff. Of course, it's the red pill. I can't believe Michael Holly. Don't Great. don't look at me with that look of disappointment. It's the red pill, and it's not even a question. I, I am disappointed. I am disappointed. I mean, are you watching? Look, uh, Vin, Vinny Goodwill. You grew up. I mean, you grew up uh, just north of one of the greatest states in the union, uh, the great state of Ohio, where where LeBron James, you know, came up. I taught him how to play the game. I can't believe you wouldn't say it's the obvious choice. It's the bluish purple pill that LeBron James. When you said one of the great states in the union, I was thinking something else. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ben, have a good weekend. Enjoy the Hall of Fame. All right, y'all. All right, Ben. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.